Hi everyone, welcome back to the Put Yourself First podcast. I have missed you. It's been three weeks now since I released a new episode, so I'm back with another life update personal episode. I received many, 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 many positive DMs about this and I don't often get tons of DMs off the back of a particular episode. I'll get general messages like, love the podcast, love the podcast. So when someone, or multiple people I should say, go out of their way to say, we loved this episode, I'm like, cool, I'm listening. I'm listening, I'm taking notes and they are here to stay because I love them too. I am so nosy and I want to know what someone's updates are, what someone's life updates are. So here we go. So the first thing I want to talk about is more of like a, a work update behind the scenes, what's been happening for the month of July. And July has been the month of VIP days. So if you don't know, because I briefly mentioned it in the last in the last life update episode, I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was another one. I currently offer VIP breakthrough days for one-to-one clients only. So if someone signs up for six months of one-to-one coaching, they receive a full day of coaching with me as part of that package. And I was curious for a while to offer them individually for people who maybe weren't ready for coaching yet, maybe weren't, you know, in a place where they wanted to commit to a longer term container, like three months or six months, but they knew that they wanted that life-changing, transformational sort of intensive experience and they could come spend, you know, five, six hours with me, go away with a plan, feel incredible about their goals, about whatever mindset or emotional stuff that they're dealing with that they wanted to shift. And I had four of those in July. So I think, let me think, let me recap. Yeah, they were all like ongoing one-to-one clients. So I've not had a single session yet with someone who's not already a one-to-one client but the fact that I've managed to squeeze in four to July and just honestly loved every single one of them I it's definitely like confirmation sign from the universe this is needed this is so helpful for people and basically I have one available in September and one space available in October. And that's because I have other one-to-one clients already booked in for theirs. And then once we get to November, December, I'm focusing on one-to-one clients and also preparing for the next level you launch, which will be in December as it always is. So I really am looking at my calendar for the rest of the year like, there is not much time left to squeeze these things in. So 
with that said if you are interested in a VIP day I would get in touch ASAP so that if it comes to you know mid-August let's say by the time this comes out you want to confirm your space maybe you want an ex maybe you want an extended payment plan in order to make that happen like we need to get the ball rolling with that because I would love to do that for the right person who is honestly ready like I said for that transformational intensive day together where yes you will probably feel like your head is going to explode but you'll also be so buzzing <laughs> you will feel a weight has been lifted off your shoulders because you'll have probably got a shitload of stuff off your chest and done a shit ton of healing mindset shifting work and then you'll also walk away with a plan of action for the next season of your life. I think this is going to be perfect for someone who is going through a transitional period of life where things have already changed and you want support in adjusting to that or things are changing or are going to change and you want a plan of action, you want to be able to support yourself, you want to really move through that in the best way possible for you. So that could be, you know, there are so many, there are so many examples I've helped clients work through a breakup, I've helped clients work through becoming a mum for the first time, becoming a mum again, um, big, you know, huge changes in their business, finding, you know, moving into their first home, um, just even the personal healing work is a transitional season in and of itself because you no, you no longer recognise the person you were and you're in the middle of becoming the person you're, you know you're here to be and to receive support during a transitional season is so valuable because the chances are you just don't have that space held for you in your life by anyone else chances are that you're probably the person who does that for other people so to take a full day for yourself you know I, and I celebrate the women who I've done VIP days for in July to say that you've done a full day for yourself is just radical I feel it's radical it's revolutionary it's inspiring it's to be celebrated and if you are feeling brave and ready to take that leap and to do that, please get in touch. That being said, as a side note, before I get into the full life update, I am also taking on one-to-one -one clients to begin either within the next week, of course, you need to be quick if that's you, or from September, depending on how you're, how you're feeling, if you are like, ready to dive in, ready to get off the fence and you want to secure your space, we can get you started ASAP and I feel like September brings that fresh back to school energy and we're also thinking about the rest of the year and really where you want to be by the end of the year because realistically it's like September, October, November isn't it? Because December is it's Christmas, it's New Year's it's crazy if you celebrate Christmas because there are just so many plans, so many 
social events, you know, so much life admin to sort out. So really it's, you know, from September, it's three months of the year to really make some changes that you would like to and you are, you know are going to benefit you. And I'm always of the mind of, I never wait until January in order to wait to like change my life or to make a positive change. I'm going to do that now. I'm going to start that today, you know, and I'm a January baby. So I love January. I love the new year, but that's my business behind the scenes update on what I am focusing on right now, what's been keeping me busy and thriving and in purpose, in service in July, which has been incredible. So get in touch if you're interested in a VIP day or potentially one-to-one coaching. The main life update from July is more grief and my, and I think I mentioned this in, in the last life update, that my granddad wasn't very well on the 30th of June, so shortly after I would have recorded that episode, my granddad passed away and it was the 18th of July that we celebrated his life and that hit me really hard harder than I thought it was going to and I'm so I'm so lucky that I have such incredible supportive clients and you know amazing people around me when I needed to reschedule things or needed needed to move things around that was no issue at all and I'm so grateful for that and I'm also so grateful for this work because I've had a lot of trauma to process this month and trauma is so complicated and it's so unpredictable and it comes in all all shapes and sizes and it's been really interesting to be processing trauma like as it's as it's moving through and what I've you know what I've noticed and reflected on is you know most people come to personal development and healing work having held on to trauma that they've not been able to deal with of course some people come into it when things are really fresh and they are processing it within the moment but there are also many, many things that people have never been able to take the time out of their busy lives to to, to look at and to, to process and receive support with. And of course, within my work, within my personal work, doing this work, I've done a lot of that. You know, I've done a lot of clearing away stagnant things that I've held on to. And so it's been really interesting to be processing something in the moment and being fully equipped with the tools to be able to do that for myself in 
from on a mind body soul level because there are so many things that the body needs in order to feel supported to be processing emotions and and trauma and even like the fight or flight responses that can be coming up the you know the stress of it there are so many things that the mind needs in order to be again processing it making quote-unquote making sense of it because the logical mind is desperately trying to make sense of it especially something like grief like I've said to Adam a few times it's fucking wild that one day someone is alive and like you can go to their home and hold their hand or hug them or like you know it was it had been a few months since I'd seen my granddad but you can be sat in a restaurant having lunch as a family together and then all of a sudden they're not here anymore and that for the human brain is such a mindfuck and it's a lot to deal with and so from the 18th the funeral probably for about a week and a half I just had to go into the shadow into um the vortex into the void as a you know from a from a shamanism perspective if you've come across people talking in spiritual circles people talking about the void it's basically like the land of death and not just death in the literal sense but death on a symbolic level because it it is a full-on you know surrender it's a place that where you need to go in order to surrender because things are falling away you are like falling apart you're crumbling to the ground you're like a puddle on the floor and the, the world looks different and things don't make sense yet and some days you have to like really work hard in order to get up and have a shower and you just end up crying at random moments of the day and all of this stuff and it's not to say that that all goes away but when you're in the thick of it as you'll know if you've experienced any you know any traumatic moment you just have to the best way to get through it is to move through it and to be in it because most human emotions if they are fully felt and supported and acknowledged they can move through and a lot of people this month have told me grief is like a wave and it comes in a wave and a wave will obviously you know a wave can be like quite ferocious and it can just hit you or it can be gentle but if you're gonna be a strong swimmer you need to be able to ride the waves you need to be able to you know confidently bob up and down in the water and not get your get sucked underneath and 
I would say like now there are little grief waves where certain things make me emotional like I feel closer to grief the the theme of grief I feel closer to it I feel more intimate with it so where someone would be talking about grief before and I would be almost objectively or even from a coaching perspective you know very empathic and really seeing and hearing it seeing someone in their grief hearing hearing someone's story or hearing how someone is feeling but there's a different intimacy with it now where it's like if something has happened personally to you you are obviously going to feel more sensitive towards that topic and when you hear someone else sharing something you're more likely to be drawn in our brain is literally wired that way that's one of the reasons why manifestation is so effective because what we focus on what we are what we're intentionally aware of we notice more and so like something like the other day and I don't know if anyone listening um listens or has listened in the past to Linkin Park the band um but the lead singer Chester Bennington um completed suicide I think it was like six years ago they were saying it was the anniversary in July at some point and I'm just in the car hearing that on the radio and just tear up and just feel heartbroken and it's not that I didn't feel heartbroken before but it's just it's more it's closer now it's like closer to the bone if you will and in a way that's really beautiful it is really beautiful because I feel like my heart is bigger when your heart is broken when it's put you know when you are healing and start in the works of putting it back together it you can almost like heal it and bring it back together in a way where it's actually bigger and stronger and can hold more and that's how I feel so I did share a really um from the heart post about grief the other week if you want to read that on my Instagram I'm going to move on to the next topic now but for anyone who is resonating with that and who is just like me you know going really close to grief right now um which seems to be very very many people that I've spoken to something in the air in 2023 some sort of cycle astrologically must be closing because I'm just hearing about so much loss you can you can read that and I'd love to hear your lessons from grief as well the post on my Instagram if you scroll down the cover is lessons from grief so you should be able to easily find it what I wanted to mention next as part of that is the the craziness in 2023 is coinciding with my Saturn return and I never fully was on board with this until now I'm in the thick of it and clearly there's something to it 
So I love astrology. I'm really interested in it. I find it fascinating. I love to learn about it. I very much believe in working with the moon cycles. I think the moon absolutely affects us and affects all, you know, sentient emotional beings on the planet. I am really intrigued by the way that the planets, again, so if the moon can do that, what can the whole friggin' solar system do? And so I love astrology. I'm not an expert in astrology, nor do I like live and die by it. So I'm, for example, I'm not someone who's going to be like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde, guys, so don't do this, and I'm not going to do this. I don't live my life according to what some planet is doing or is not doing, or the direction it's facing or traveling in. And that's not to say that that's a good or a bad thing, because I'm sure someone listening who's really interested in astrology is probably like, well, the reason loads of shit is happening, Kat, is because of X, Y, Z. One of which is something called Saturn return. So, of course, when you think about the fact that every year you are every year you are alive, you are making one trip around the sun because you've completed one year on Earth. And of course, then the solar system, the whole solar system all the different planets are doing exactly the same around the earth so they are constantly moving and so Saturn return is just that from my understanding so every 29 27 28 29 something like that every 29 or so years Saturn returns in transit to the point that it was when you were born. That's my understanding of Saturn return. Like I said, not an expert, so don't quote me on this. But the idea behind it, or the theory behind it, I should say, is this point is a closing of a a cycle, of a chapter and that can often manifest in someone's life as like life changing shit happening and insane you know upheaval or huge huge lessons that they that they are basically being forced to learn and like i said i wasn't fully behind this as a, you know, as, it's not like I was, what I'm saying is, I didn't have it marked in my calendar, if you know what I mean, like, some people do, you know, use the calendar as markers of, right, this planet is here, this planet is here, I wasn't paying attention to it, I was just vaguely aware that it was something that happened, and then I think it was sort of May, June time, realizing holy shit yes this is happening checking in on it yeah i'm in the thick of it and 
now in hindsight it makes total sense because this year has been like even objectively like anyone outside looking in at this year for me has been one of the most challenging years of my life and I think if I didn't have the resources and the tools that I have and I'm able to use and I didn't also know where my line is where it's like right now you need to book a session with someone now you need to now you need to have a coaching call here or a session with your EFT therapist here I feel like I would have really struggled through what is ultimately my Saturn return where you know your life can be like flipped on its head and so that's been something interesting to ponder and I guess this isn't really a life update but it's more if you are if you are either around my age 29 or if you're in your 50s like maybe take a look at when your next one is coming (laughs) because you might want to know about it just in case you know and I'm not again I don't live and die by this stuff I'm not someone who who think who blames mercury and retrograde on stuff I'm not I'm not someone who worries about it if you know what I mean I like considering it and I'm considering it now I'm realizing that all this stuff is happening and like and then there's also so many other people sharing similar things one of my one-to-one clients is a similar age to me and she has had the same this year in different ways like grief upheaval like so much stuff happening that she said how she described it is it's like one thing after the other so you kind of hit with one thing it's a shock it's stress it's the fight or flight response you process it you work through it you you know we have our sessions on it we work through it she's supporting herself she's doing what she needs to do she's through the other side of it and then bam like something else and that kind of feels like what I'm in for what I've been in for the first half of this year so I'm doing good like I don't want anyone listening to this worrying about me um because like I said with my you know with my grief and and granddad like I do have I am surrounded by support and I do have a lot of tools but just wanted to mention that because I think it's fascinating and it's something I'm going to look into a lot more the next thing I want to talk about is a house update so we are going to be waiting another year and I'm actually really happy about that so I think in the last update we'd literally just spoken to our mortgage advisor and he was like whenever you're ready let's go so because of some accounting stuff where I want a certain it's so boring to explain but it's really important for anyone listening who is self-employed who wants to buy 
their first home or maybe you've you know another example is someone who's always been employed and has gone self-employed and then maybe wants to buy a bigger home but 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 got their first mortgage whilst they were still employed so they might not be fully aware of this and they're maybe not planning ahead because I was not planning ahead of you know for this moment in a way your bookkeeping so your like quote unquote salary that you pay yourself out of your business I I want mine for the kind of house we want to get I want mine to be a certain number and that's just because we're not willing to move into a house that is just a small upgrade we want a house that is like one step removed from our like absolute dream vision board home you know I'm sure one day we'll who knows we may stay in this house forever the next house but we want a house that is like ticks all our boxes and or has enough um space and like planning permission and all that stuff to tick all our boxes in the future if we if you know if there was a few things that we wanted to change or get an extension or whatever and so we're not just going to move for the sake of it just to have like say an extra bedroom when there are so many other things that we want so for example we don't really have a big garden here we want a big green garden we want to be able to landscape and have a beautiful garden where we can sit out in the summer and have people over things like that so we're not going to be moving until next year so that I can basically work with my accountant to make sure that my tax return has a certain director's like salary on it because this is the thing when you run your own business and this is the thing that pisses me off about mortgages and self-employed people as a business owner I am so fucking savvy with my money I am so savvy with my money I know where every single pound in my business goes I know what I'm expensing I know what I'm earning I know what I'm forecasted to earn I know you know I can calculate on the spot like okay well I've got this and this coming up so what does that mean I am very savvy with money and yet of course running your own business it means that you're running your own business and you are bringing in income but you're not paying yourself all of that income because that's not like again it's not a savvy business to be able to do that and so the irony is that you know running your own business gives you all these skills and makes you even more careful with money and even things like the fact that they only go off profit you know I work so I've worked so hard in the last year 18 months to really like maximize my profit margin and still there's a gap where no I'm not I'm not gonna like just pull all the money that I'm earning out of my business I want it in my business I want to be able to reinvest I want to be able to do xyz 
And so <laughs> it's one of those things where maybe at some point in the future it will change because I think more and more people are working for themselves and are even doing freelance work or consultancy. Hopefully one day they will either penalise business owners less or have more self-employed, friendly mortgages, if you will. So with that said, we are going to wait another year and there is nothing, you know, to complain about with that really because that's just another year to be stacking that cash and stacking up those savings accounts so that when we move in, we don't have to compromise you know, we can be like, right, we're in. Oh, we want a new kitchen in this place. Cool, deposit down, get it started. You know, so we're really seeing it as a blessing. Which brings me on to my next update because that means that something else can happen, which is very exciting. And it's not a baby, guys, but it is a baby because it's another baby puppy. So... <laughs> we are going to be getting a second dog and of course if we were like putting our house on the market and having viewings and all of that shit we would not be able to get a second dog because you cannot be house training a small dog whilst people are needing to come and view your house especially if they don't like dogs <laughs> sorry there's just a puppy here like who's just had a wee on the carpet but come and look at the lovely living room <laughs> um so divine timing you know so of course we're going to new york but we are hoping to get another little one in september and i'm really excited and quite emotional about it because we are also going to be adopting our second one and I love you know I I really I really love adopting for example growing up we I've always had cats and we've never bought cats we've always adopted but of course with cats like it's much easier to say adopt a kitten than it is to find a puppy to adopt just because of you know the way that cats live like tomcats stray cats um can very easily find like female farm cats so there's often litters of kittens in shelters with puppies it's obviously slightly different you know because most puppies that are up for adoption have generally come from a breeder because they've not sold or at least that's the majority we've seen. You ca you can tend to get the odd puppy or younger dog that has been um, that has been surrendered to a shelter because you know changing circumstance, an owner is ill or has, has sadly passed away or something else. Nine times out of ten that we've looked at, it's from a breeder because it's not been sold, and the reason we do really want a younger dog is because of Benji. We have worked so hard on Benji's training and for those of you who know, he struggled with separation anxiety, he was a lockdown puppy. We were a behavioral vet for like over a year 
Um, thank God for insurance, guys, please insure your dog. You will not regret it because when you need to use it, you just feel so thankful and so grateful and you're not stressing and you can just give them the best of the best support. But we've worked so hard on Benji's training with separation anxiety, reactivity, you know, a few other things. Just general, like beagles are just, they're not, they're not a joke breed. You know, you can't just get a beagle and be like, yay, done, like off you go to do whatever you want. <laughs> beagles need boundaries, they need training, they need specific um, beagle specific training. You need to have a lot of knowledge of the breed and so again if you're adopting a beagle they will say that they'll be like we want them they need to go to a, a beagle experienced home preferably with another dog so all the circumstances for us kind of line up and you know if we get a cute little young young little girl um maybe one year old two year old then we know that she's going to be young enough so she can really learn, you know, the 90%, 95, 99% of her life, all she'll know is us and eventually she'll be able to put her past behind her and I feel for her temperament, her training, etc. I just think that's going to be what's best for Benji as well because sadly, you know, if you get a doggy that's a little bit older, um, it can just be much more challenging if they are dealing with stuff. And we don't want to put Benji through that if we, you know, we wouldn't, I would never put him in a position where he wasn't going to be prioritised as well. So we think that a young little girl, he will just he's gonna be so fucking excited like I wish he could understand English I do tell him all the time baby sister's coming baby sister's coming <laughs> but I wish he could I wish I knew that he actually understood because I feel like if he did he'd get so excited beagles have their own language I feel like they know each other they know each other on a soul level <laughs> and so they really do speak to each other when they meet in a way that they just don't in the same way with other dogs so we're so excited about that and hopefully by the time I record the next life update we will have concrete news on that if not we will already have have her depending on you know there's a couple we're looking at and so it just depends on the timing because of course they can't you know, they can't like reserve a dog for a full month. That's not fair to the dog because someone else might be able to take them in that time. But we're just gonna keep our eyes open and every day we're in New York, we'll be checking. And on the last day, we're gonna email them to be like, right, we're gonna be home tomorrow morning, Manchester time, like, let's go. <laughs> so fingers crossed for us guys, Um, whether it be next month, or the month after we're just we're ready we're ready so those are my big life updates I have one like last random story that I want to tell you and it's 
the other day my laptop broke. My laptop broke. I spill a full mug of tea on it. Literally a full mug of tea. Like I'd not drank a sip of it. And it went across the whole keyboard. So I feel like sometimes you can get away with a little splash, you know? You can get away with a little slosh. <laughs> like if you just splash a little bit onto a, an area, you might be able to get away with it. But this is like a full mug across the whole keyboard. So it's like gone all inside the laptop, did the whole tent thing where you make like a tent shape with the macbook so that the the drink can like seep out of it but honestly like if it if it reaches the electrics underneath it's pretty much done because as soon as the as soon as the liquid touches the whatever it's called motherboard or whatever the fuck it is i don't know it corrodes the metal so it's if it's not breaking then and there it's probably going to break in a couple of days and to fix these things without apple care or whatever it is it's literally half the price of a new of a new laptop and i just couldn't be arsed dealing with that but the reason i'm telling you this story is this is a really powerful lesson in making a decision because when that happened don't get me wrong I'm a human I'm also in my luteal phase so I'm due on next week and yes I had a mini meltdown because it was stressful it was annoying it's really frustrating because that laptop was in perfect condition and it was only two years old so there are all these reasons why I'm annoyed. There are all these reasons why I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. And so I'm having my mini meltdown. The laptop is in rice. <laughs> it's all happening. And Adam's like, come on, let's go to the forest. Let's, you know, let's take Benji. Let's go to the forest. Let's just get like out of the house. And so I'm walking through the forest and it was so beautiful it was dry um which has not been a lot of in july the wind like travels through the trees and it just creates this incredible like immersive sound the air was so like crisp and just really clean you know when you just feel like your whole body is resetting if you've been stressed out or if you've had if you've been worrying about something that honestly in the grand scheme of things doesn't fucking matter and in a year's time will not matter and you go for a walk and you're in nature it just puts everything into perspective that was one of those moments for me and Adam put his arm around me in the forest and I was just like everything's gonna be okay and he was like, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, it's just a laptop. And he was like, yeah, yeah, it's just a laptop. So the next morning I woke up from bed, ordered a new MacBook, went to pick it up that lunchtime, 
just signed up like for the most flexible option, the flexible like financing option, knowing that that's going to be the least stressful. I know I will probably want and will pay it off early because again, savvy with money. So that's going to save on interest and all that shit. But easiest, like savviest, most simple, quick option, done, sorted, picked it up at lunchtime, had no interruptions to my work day and it was done. And the lesson is on the power of being able to make that decision and not get caught up in this stressful like negotiation that we can have because there was a period between you know going on that walk um the the laptop tea gate the tea being spilt and going on that walk let's say that was like half an hour and there were even moments that evening that I thought about it where I thought well I could just borrow Adam's laptop when I've got my clients tomorrow and Wednesday and I could just wait till we get back from New York because we're already going away so I may as well wait and I could wait until blah 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 or I've got my iPad I could just do my zoom calls on there and I can work on my iPad and just this back and forth in my head about the decision and the lesson is that sometimes making a decision in making the decision that you know is best and you know is ultimately the decision you need to make and ultimately is the dis- is the best decision for you and the situation that is so much more freeing than waiting on it not making the decision waiting to make the decision actually causes more stress more exhaustion more decision fatigue and more suffering and it actually makes making the decision a massive deal because if I was to say worry about all of those possibilities for the sake of not having to spend a thousand extra pounds on a new friggin macbook for an ex you know waiting another month to do that or waiting a week or getting by or borrowing adams or whatever that would have that would have cost me more than just going you know what I need the new laptop I'm just gonna buy it and the power in making that decision and getting off the fence is so golden because the stress that we create we almost we make the decision such a big deal in our head that this is why people end up, you know, we're we're losing sleep, like worrying and ruminating on something. We're going back and forth in our head. What should I do? Could I do this? Could I do this? And sometimes just getting out of your head, like me in the forest, and knowing from that place 
you know the decision you need to make. You know what is going to be best. You know ultimately what you need to do for that. And just being able to do that rather than have this internal conflict is so freeing. And honestly, like, I'm really proud of the way I handled that this week because it's a testament to my mindset around money, abundance. Not even that, just like my own well-being. It's not worth the stress. Like, the cost of stress the cost of being stressed out is not worth the amount of money that you can save sometimes by just getting by yourself. And I feel like for anyone considering investing yourself, that's investing in yourself, that's such a powerful lesson to end on that I've learned this month and I had to include it here. So I hope you have found this helpful, interesting. As always, let me know if you have, like I said, I got some really nice messages last month. So if you are still loving the life updates, let me know. Let me know you want to, you want me to keep them coming. And I will see you for the rest of August. I've got some really fabulous, pretty much like mini coaching sessions, trainings coming on the podcast that you are going to love. So look forward to those. I will see you next Monday with the next one.